It's time for Spotlight today on KRWC. Guest in studio with us is Charles Krause, local dairy producer with Midwest Dairy. And uh, we are happy to announce that the uh, Wright Carver breakfast on the farm after sitting it out last year is back. And Charles, nice to have you here and especially to announce something like this. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, it's good to be back. You know, we were all excited and everyone was for last year and everything got put on hold. And, and so we're back. And I think this is probably our 11th or 12th rendition of the event. Um, been, I think we started in about 2009 or 10 doing it. And um, uh, two years ago, we switched and we were alternating with Carver and Wright County every other year. And so this year it's at Wright in, in Wright County, here, right here in Wright County. And uh, we have a great family farm picked out for everyone to come and see. And uh, I might as well tell you who it is. It's the Gary and Linda Deers and uh, Andy and Colette Thorson Deers Family Farm by Waverly, Minnesota. And so uh, we have a great day planned out for people to come. And um, we'll, uh, in the next segment here, we'll just talk about what we're going to do. Yeah, let's maybe back up a step and tell folks uh, about what kind of laid the groundwork for getting these uh, off and running. I think I've been... I think I've been at all of them, or maybe all but one or so, but uh, it's always a great event, and it's just an awareness thing, and I think you guys decided it quite a long time ago now that uh, you were sort of at the, the beginning trend of uh, reminding everybody where their food comes from. Yeah, exactly, Tim. You know, um, and, and it's funny because that we were at the beginning trend. Now there's a great movement for people to know from from food to fork, where the where they're from farm to table comes from. And and we saw this need a long time ago that people are several generations removed from a relative owning a farm. It used to be 50 years ago, everyone's aunt or uncle or grandparents had a farm, and you were out there and you kind of knew how it was going on. But now most people are two or three or even four generations removed from from that closeness to an actual farm. So what we wanted to do was provide the opportunity for people to come to different farms around the county, um, see how a farm is run, and, and and all the work that goes into making a healthy and sustainable food for people to buy at the store and eat at, eat at their table with their family. Well, I think the whole you know idea, too, in addition to that, is, is to kind of impress upon people the fact that, you know, uh, in this case, dairy products, but, you know, it could be any farm product that you could pick from. But uh, the dairy products, uh, they don't just appear out of thin air. It takes a lot of work. And, and really, it's kind of that whole trend toward pride and craftsmanship and, and, and showing, showing your work, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we talk about local too, local food. And and you go to the grocery store and there's so many selections and we're so blessed in the United States to have these opportunities to buy whatever kind of food you want any day of the week. And there's the only time we saw it during the pandemic when the the shelves of what what people wanted was empty and you looked at the dairy aisle and it was bare. All the all the real cheese and all the real milk, those those aisles were bare. So people realized the nutrient value and the goodness of, of dairy. And um, and so we're here to just to give people an opportunity um, to show from the whole cycle. You get to see the, the crops growing in the field, how we, we harvest them, how the machinery we use to do that, and feeding them through cows, raising them from babies, and, and having them produce milk, and, and all the products you can... Um, make from dairy we try to give out quite a bit of samples and opportunities for people to sample that and i I think people are aware of what comes from dairy but um we're going to give you some free stuff to to enjoy the day too it's always been impressive to me to to really see that pride uh, on you know breakfast on the farm whether you know wherever the location has been including your farm uh, 
once or twice, but uh, just the the pride that's taken by uh, the individuals that are hosting. But they have a lot of help from a lot of other uh, folks that do the same thing. Yeah, it's and it's definitely a group effort. And I, you know, I've been on the committee since the start, and thank thank all the volunteers. It takes about over a hundred people to get this day up and running, and and we start working on it in the middle of winter, and actually start working the day we're done with it. We kind of recap what we did and what we're going to do next year, and look for another farm to have it at, and. Um, it's kind of a labor of love, you know. We it's uh, it, we call it the dairy community for a reason, and, and we're all kind of doing the same thing, and we want to share um, the pride that we all take in in generations of producing uh, dairy products for people, and um, you know the the host family. That's that's where the the big burden falls you know you imagine having 2,000 people come to your house for a day <laughs> all over. in about a six hour period come over for breakfast yeah, it's quite a, it's quite an undertaking and, and we really can't thank them enough for for volunteering their farm and and putting yourself out there you know you, you um you kind of get to see everything there and so um you know it takes a lot of work to get things cleaned up i think you think when guests are coming over to your house you, you clean your house well this is a big farm and making sure everything looks really good and and that's not you know it's not like uh, it's not always that way this is a great family farm they got a great tradition of of working together and doing a great job producing and, and having holstein cows and they have a mixed variety of breeds there too there's no denying and you know it's no big secret that uh, you know the amount of dairy producers across minnesota and maybe other states as well it has been shrinking, unfortunately, because margins are tight. But, boy, those that are left are really still gung-ho and trying to keep the traditions going. Exactly. You know, the numbers have gone down, and they've gone down drastically. It's a, it's a big drop. Um, right now we have about 2,200 dairy farms in, in Minnesota, and Wright County has, I think, around 65 and um, but you don't have to go back that long, you know. And when I graduated from high school, there was eighteen thousand five hundred dairy farms in Minnesota, and and so the number is kind of stable where it's at now. We've gotten down to a number. The average size is about uh, in Minnesota. I think it's right around one hundred and fifty cows on an average farm. Um, but the median size, so half the farms are around a hundred or less, and a hundred and a half. So so there's still a lot of small farms. But if you look at the national average, the average size is 300 cows for an average size farm. So oh um, it keeps growing up a little bit. And it's an economy of scale. It's just when you have so much money invested in equipment and buildings and labor and feed, you need to have more animals just to um, pay the bills. And, and it doesn't change the way the animals are handled or treated. They're cared for just as good on a on a uh, 500 cow farm as they are on a 50 cow farm. Every cow is very important. They uh, each have their individual needs and they're taken care of on a daily basis. That's the number one thing dairy farmers do every day is make sure their animals are cared for, fed, housed, and, and uh, handled properly. This has always also impressed me, the fact that, um, just as you have talked about, um, producers know each individual animal. I mean, you want to talk about specific, customized uh, care, uh, because, as you say, every every cow is a little bit different, and, my, you know, I mean, it's it's for the end result of getting the most production, obviously, but it also, in the meantime helps them along too. Exactly. You know, that's one of the things you're going to see on this. And it's like, how can you think, well, um, the Deers family, their, their farm, they have 250 milk cows and they have 150 
um, female heifers that are growing up to become cows. So they have 400 animals, and you say, how can you know all, each one of them? Well, there's technology that's out there, and that's one of the things you're going to see on the tour. They have um, some of the cows on their farm have Fitbits. Just like we have humans have Fitbits, the cows have Fitbits, and it monitors their activity, monitors um, their their rhythms, and their uh, it, it can monitor their temperature. And so you get this digital readout sent to your phone or your computer and it tells you um, what's going on with these cows and that's one of the things you're going to see on the tour today so um, even with bigger farms we do monitor the animals individually and that's important because like I said um, there's different stages of their life and different stages of their milking lactation when they have different nutrition needs and and veterinarian needs and so that's something that happens all across the Midwest and across the country monitoring these animals. Breakfast on the Farm, the event is coming up uh, this Saturday, August the 7th. I'll be down there broadcasting again for KRWC, as has been tradition. Um, one thing that's a little different this year, uh, the admission's always been free, but this year the breakfast is free, too. Yeah, we decided, you know, through the generous donation of our major sponsors, um, I, I'm looking at the sheet here, we must have a, close to a dozen of major sponsors, and then we have... Um, probably 50 or 60 other sponsors of various levels. Um, we decided that we'd try it this year and just have a free will donation at the dinner, uh, at the breakfast. And if you don't want to donate anything, that's perfectly fine. We want you to come and enjoy the day. We're not trying to make money. And any, actually, any money that we have left over at the end, we donate to the food bank so they can provide dairy products to people around the county. But um, we, we just thought it would be a good opportunity you know, everything's free. The bus ride, the event, it's uh, its like going to the fair, but you don't have to bring your checkbook. <laughs> it's a great event for the whole family, and, and, and realistically, everybody from little kids, there's events and things for them to discover. In fact, they might, you know, have just as much, if not uh, more uh, items kind of directed to them. But I have found, too, adults uh, are going to learn something. I don't care. Even if you grew up on a dairy farm, you're going to learn something. You know, that's that's the nice thing about having different farms allowing us to come on and see it. You'll never find two farms that are exactly the same. They are The end goal is the same, but they're all a little different. And so you're going to see different things on this farm than if you've been to every event before. Um, you're going to see something different. And 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 so that's why we, we try to get it in different areas. But it's just, uh, it's such a good event for kids. You know, it's it's any anywhere from babies all the way to someone that's 90 years old. You just see the sparkle and the smile on their face when they're leaving. And some of the, the thank you cards we get, it just makes it worthwhile to see um, how much fun people have. And, uh, boy, we, we try to change things a little bit every time, so it's not always the same. And now it's been two years, so... Um, we really invite anyone that wants to come out. We have a lot of fun things for the kids lined up, and as well as different stations than you've seen before for the, the adults. Yeah, petting zoo, a lot of food samples, uh, different ag experts uh, on feed and nutrition and, um, you know, all kinds of different things there. Uh, tours of the farm itself and milking and the machinery, so all kinds of different things. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, too, though, is... Um, this will be no different. The, uh, the Deers Farm, as I think have been all of the, the rest of them, multi-generational folks operating it here. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about their farm. So this is a fifth-generation farm started in 1874. Wow. So you think every day 
for what is that 150 years almost mm-hmm. someone's been getting up and milking cows in the morning and milking cows at night at that point for 150 years so right now we have three generations we have uh, gary and linda deers and then clet and andy thorson are the uh, um, younger generation and then they have daughters that are farming with them that are in their teens and some are going off to college i think and and so we have three generations working on that farm every day right now and they were the 2018 uh, Farm Family of the Year, Wright County Farm Family of the Year, and so they recognized for their their care and stewardship of the land, and also being people, um, um, prominent people in the community, and helping out with 4-H and FFA and other things like that. And so um, we have uh, you have that going, and that's pretty common thread around most of the farms. You're going to find multi generation, uh, a long history of sustainability and pride in the land, and and working with animals. And so I think you'll see that hopefully. I know it's kind of a whirlwind when you're hosting the event. You think you're going to be able to see everybody, and then all of a sudden the day's done, and it's like, well, I didn't get to do half the things I wanted to do on my event. But um, if you get a chance, you can go up and, and greet them and, and, and see their kids. Or or the other thing we try to do is we all the volunteers are mainly uh, dairy-related, and so most people can answer your questions. If you don't get to talk to the one of the owners, you can ask one of the tour guides, or uh, uh, my wife and I will be at the greeting station right when you get off the bus, and, and we can point you in the right direction or help you answer your questions that you might have. And uh, yeah, yeah. so we're all here to help, and, and we all want to share the same story about the, the great pride we take in what we're doing. Kind of speak, speaks volumes, doesn't it, that um, all of these different farms that have been featured um, all have the multi-generational aspect to them. But for, you know, next generations growing up, uh, knowing full well that, boy, this is hard work. And, you know, you'd, you would think that the uh, thought might be, well, as soon as I'm able, I'm out of here. And it's often not the case. Yeah, you know, you look. At, I have that same thing in my, my my son's 26, and and there's a lot of things you can do for a lot more money and a lot less work in this world. But I think there's a you're going to see the the great deal of pride that we take, and and it's it's a it's it's not about the money. It's about the the being a steward of the land and and being a caretaker of animals that help provide for a greater cause feeding the world feeding a hungry world and if you look at the number of people one family farm like this can feed it's amazing you know that's the great thing we talk about so few farmers there's only uh like 0.1% 0.1% of the population is in dairy and less than 2% all of agriculture and that's so people that don't want to have to raise their own food don't have to it used to be a hundred years ago everyone had a cow chicken and a pig so they could feed their family but that's the nice thing is um there's people out here like like my family and every family you're going to see there that are willing to do that and, and take on the task of, of feeding a hungry world and and it's not just you know if you look at the the United States is really good in the dairy. We're the number one country in all the world as production per cow and output. And, and right now, 18% of the milk that's produced in the United States gets exported. And so we're feeding a hungry world now. And only 25 years ago, we were only exporting 2 to 3%. So um, that grows every year. There's a, there's a growing population in Southeast Asia and in Africa. And, and the American farmer stands steadied on that task to feed the feed not only the people here but the world and and it's a good thing to have a country that is food sufficient and not rely on other countries because you see what happens when there was a lockdown when all of a sudden the shelves are empty well if your shelves are empty to start with it it gets uh, when the supply chain gets disrupted it's a big deal so um, 
that's one of the things you're going to see here. We're going to take you to stations that'll show you um, from farm to fork, and we're going to talk about how when the the milk leaves the cow and it gets cooled and placed in that bulk tank on the farm, gets picked up and brought to the the plant and goes through that plant and can be in the grocery store the next day. That's how fresh this food in the Midwest is when you're getting dairy products. You know, they say it's less than 48 hours if you're in Minnesota from the time it left the cow till the time it's on your table if you're getting the fresh stuff in the grocery store. So uh, there's a lot of people there that can ask questions. We have nutritionists and people talk about registered dietitians for humans. Well, dairy farmers, most of us have a nutritionist that comes to our farm at least twice a month. We go over the, the nutritional needs of the dairy cow. So we're going to have a station talking about just how much a cow can eat, what they eat, and why they eat it. And cows are great upcyclers of things that can normally go to waste. And, and so that's one of the good stories that we have in a sustainability story for dairy cows because we can feed food waste to them that um, can be blended in with their food. We can feed byproducts that normally would get put in a landfill, and they can convert that that energy over into products that humans can consume, and it's just a recyclable thing. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, nutrient management. So if you feed a cow a lot of feed, there's stuff coming out the other end, but that's a valuable resource for farmers to use for fertilizer for our field. And it's a complete cycle. You'll see from um, growing the crops on the field, feeding it to a cow, producing milk, and then the, the waste from the cow goes back into the field. So everything we do on a farm and, and that you'll see on this farm is done in a, in a sustainable and environmental conscious effort to um, be as good steward as we can. And that's why they can continue to milk cows every morning and every night after 150 years of doing it every day. So. Exactly. It you know it just gets a little bit easier. You know we're not milking them by hand. We have machines that do it. But someone there's still people involved in the process, and that's the important thing too. Is there's people behind everything that happens on this farm, whether it's someone at the feed mill that's producing feed, someone at the uh, the implement station that's that's fixing machinery, um, servicing machinery to to handle cattle and, and plant crops. It's a big community that, that makes a farm work. It's not just the people on the farm itself. The Breakfast on the Farm is coming up on Saturday, August the 7th. 7 a.m. it gets started until 1 p.m. Uh, logistics will be pretty much the same. we got to think back a couple years now to uh, the last one, but um, free buses from the high school in Howard Lake. Yep. Howard Lake, Waverly High School, just south of Howard Lake, right on County Road 6, about a mile and a half or so. Uh, we'll have five buses leaving starting right before 7 in the morning. And uh, if you want to get out and see cows get milked, get on the first bus. I think they'll be finishing up milking around then. So if you actually want to see a cow get milked in person, that's when you want to get out there right away. We'll start serving breakfast right at 7, and breakfast gets served through noon, and then um, the event goes till one o'clock. We also have several areas and opportunities to taste delicious dairy and beef products. We have um, free ice cream, free all-you-can-drink milk, free cheese curds, free beef sticks, and that's all in the food uh, sample tent area, and that's through generous donations. Um, Kemp's is one of our major sponsors of donating all the milk and the ice cream and the single serves for breakfast. And then the breakfast is quite an event of itself. We have this company called Chris Cakes, and um, you may have to practice uh, with your catcher's mitt because they, <laughs> they like flipping the pancakes in the air and having a little bit of fun when they're serving you. So that's kind of a fun event in, in and of itself, having the pancake breakfast, and that comes with pancakes and sausage and then obviously butter and milk for that. And uh, 
And then uh, we also have, uh, so that's all free. And then for the kids, we, we have something new this year. We're going to have a couple bouncy houses and we're having the sand pile. And so that's been a hit with the kids. I don't know if we're big parents are big fans of us because kids get kind of <laughs> dirty playing in that sandbox, but they, you can't hardly drag the kids away from a huge truckload of sand that we haul out there and we put some toys in them and they like playing around and it gives parents a little time to get off their feet and just sit and relax. Um, Cause it can, it, it's like I said, it's just like going to the fair, but it's not going to cost you anything. The petting zoo is run by the Howard Lake Waverly uh, Winstead FFA chapter. And we'll have different animals, some different breeds and, and um, some goats and, and, and things like that. And, uh, and yeah, I just can't say enough how, how much fun it is. Um, I just wish I wasn't working so I could <laughs> get around and see everything. I try to take a few minutes, but I never get to see the whole event, but it, it's a fun event. And you have music again this year too. I don't think we have music okay. this year, so um, we'll just have to have a whistle and a and a hum in our heart and our heart when we're walking through it. But I don't think we have music lined up this year. Um, the other thing is, you know, normally we do this in June, but we didn't know. Uh, once Winstock moved to August, we decided to move to August too, and and so it was probably the right event. I I think um, we're we're pretty good about um, well hand washing stations and and then if. I guess if this is something you don't feel comfortable, maybe you can wait till next year. But otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna have a regular event like we normally would, and um, and kind of like the county fair went over without a hitch. I think um, it went quite well that way. So the we have you know the the bus drivers are volunteering, so thanks to the bus drivers for taking their time and and all the people that work on this. Um, it, it's just it's an undertaking that that doesn't seem like that much work after a few years you kind of get the hang of it and you know what you need to do and and we just hope that people can come um, from near and far and it's not that far you know hopefully we can get on some of the the suburbs of maple grove that are listening and and the city areas you know and, and we think well the city needs to come out well I, I have i have people that live right on the road i live on that have never been on a farm so <laughs> you don't have to go too far to find yeah. people that are removed from it and so this is an event for you to get out see a real farm hands-on and uh, and ask the questions you might want to ask about where your food actually comes from exactly and it'll be a different farm this year so everything will look a little different and different it's always good to see the uh, different uh, operations and, and the way they, things are done there. Uh, but it's important to note a couple things. Uh, the the buses, those are the way to get there. No parking on site. That's correct. Only in, in um, if, if you have a handicap necessity, you can come out to the farm. But otherwise, we, we want people to ride the bus. We don't have parking for multiple hundreds of cars on the farm. Um, Howard Lake's got the paved parking lot. We'll have the buses. They'll run every 10 or 15 minutes you won't have to wait very long and and then the bus ride is very short it's less than two miles and then we're going to pull you right up into the farmyard this year so it won't be a lot of walking from the bus to get to where we need to go and and that's the way to do it and uh, it's a safe way to do it and so go to the howard lake waverly high school for the free ride all right and then uh, it's a continuous event so come anytime uh stay as long as you like the return Buses are usually every 10, 15. Yep. Yeah, so once we unload a bus, you can get right back on. So if you come at 7 and you want to leave at 8, you can just get on one of those buses and they go right back to the school. And the buses will probably be running even after 1 o'clock. 1.30 is probably the last bus out of there. Um, and uh, the other thing is, if you have any questions, you can just go to breakfastonthefarm.org. That's our website. And should have any questions you need answered i think there might be a phone number on there but it's pretty self-explanatory you know ride the bus come to the event 
Um, if you have questions, we're going to have tour guides that will take you around. We have a lot of um, – we, one thing we're not doing this year is the passports for the kids to go to the stations, but we do have – uh, hundreds and hundreds of things to hand out to the young children under 12 when they're leaving deer, you know, farm and dairy related trinkets and, and little prizes for them. So um, most of the kids will leave with a little prize and, and be happy that they got to come. And then, you know, who isn't happy when they get to have ice cream and, and <laughs> ice cream right after they ate pancakes for breakfast. So it's, it's Makes my fun. day. I know that. <laughs> yeah, it can't, uh, I cannot, uh, endorse it hardly enough it's uh one that i uh put my i volunteer to be on the list for it every year to uh, come out to breakfast on the farm this saturday seven to one and again loading uh from the howard lake waverly winstead high school and admission is free breakfast is free free will offering and just loads to do always a great event charles thanks for your time today and uh we are encouraged to have everybody come out, and I'll see you on Saturday. It sounds great, Tim, and we're looking forward to seeing hundreds and hundreds of people with a smile on their face, and uh, and we know it's going to be a great event for everyone. All right, so we'll see everybody at breakfast on the farm, and that is our spotlight topic for you for today on KRWC.